Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Back, it's the new year. NFL Food for Thought podcast right here on Roto Grinders. I'm your host, Justin Carlucci. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for tuning back in. New Year, same us, you know, as my colleague, co-host, and friend here would say. Whose podcast is this, Chief? <laughs> it's not for everybody, but it's for someone. It's not your mama's podcast, I can tell you that. Uh, should be a good pod. I, I feel... It's going to be a good pot. Let's just say that. It's going to be a good pot. Yeah, we got one of our guys on with us here. What's up, Dre? Andre Alford joining us. First guest of the new year. We got the VIP list and you're, you're number one. Not like it's a super long list, but uh, but you're number one regardless. What's going on, man? I appreciate that. Happy New Year's, guys. And yeah, hopefully, you know, we all get some good plays out there. Get to talk about some good topics, good things. And bring the new year right in. Let's start off right in, hopefully. Find a way to all of us get some money. Absolutely. I think the last time Dre and I were uh, filling, I think maybe he was filling in for you, Chief, was the night of the, we were recording the night of the Kanye West concert. And ever since then, I I was sending Dre some DMs. I'm like, man, that brought me down memory lane. Like, I'm looking for mixtapes you can't even find anymore. And uh, maybe on one of these pods, we'll have to run down. We'll make a list. I'd like to debate, like, top 10 mixtapes of, like, the last 20 years because, man. Man, 10, 15 years ago, we were still burning CDs, right? Like, that era is gone. Like, five years ago, I was burning CDs and putting in my old Honda when I used to have it. And just playing and making mix CDs and everything. So, yeah, we, we can definitely get, get to that one day. I, I love that. Chief, you burned CDs back in the day? <laughs> Man, listen, bro, I played music, and I still play. So, you know I burned CDs. Uh when I was in college, I had a CD notebook. I mean, this thick. And I had every Jay-Z album. Um, I mean, down here, I, I grew up in the down south. So Little John was big. A guy named Pastor Troy was big. Oh, I don't know Pastor Troy. What yeah, David Banner, David Banner was big for a while. Um, Luda. Luda was kind of my guy. Luda, Luda had some real good stuff. Um, and then, so, but then there was other stuff I liked, like Common. Common was one of my favorites. Talib Kweli was one of my favorites. Mm. Lupe Fiasco was one of my favorites. Um, uh, let's see who else. Most Def was one of my See, now, now I'm getting to more hip-hop and hip-hop. Soul, soulful, but, but, you know, those were some of my favorites. Um... Let's see who else. Uh, 
that I had. Q-tip. Q-tip was 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 on my list. Um, Buster Rhymes was on my list too. Buster was more for the music though. Like Buster rapped so fast, but his was his was more for the music. Um, and then I was in the neo soul, so of course I had a lot of Jill Scott. Ooh. Had um, uh, let's. That yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. That, that music soul child. Yeah. Oh, hey, listen. I do. Listen, I, I got <laughs> so many, and, and music's still my guy, right? Like, I got, if, if, if I were to show you my playlist right now, I probably got 80, 90, 100 music soul child songs. That's not an exaggeration. Pretty much, I pretty much like every album that he's put out. Uh, and he's still cranking out albums too. Like, that's something, something secretly people might not know. Like he's still putting out good music, so um, yeah. I mean, you know, if we if we went down the list, man, it 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 could go go on and on forever. But and I've seen I've seen my uh, progression of music. I've seen myself get more mature through my music, somewhat. You know what I'm saying? Like as I've gotten as I've gotten a lot older, and I'm not old by any means. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I'm not old, but. I, I I have moments where I just want to listen to James Brown. Mm. I want to listen to his stuff. I have moments where I want to listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire and Gap Band and The Whisperers, um, The Manhattans. I want to listen to, um, you know, Gladys Knight. You know what I'm saying? Like I have my moments where I want to get that type of that, that type of music in. And I will say this: in terms of old school, like James Brown is my guy. Like that's. That's my favorite. Like I got so much James Brown loaded in this phone, uh, it, it, it's not even funny. In fact, uh, one of one of my favorite James Brown songs is one from from the Spider Man movie with Venom. When uh, and this is the the original Spider Man. Not I'm not of course they're all Peter Parker, but I'm saying the original where uh, the first Venom movie where he goes into this bar and. Uh, he, I think he, um, I don't know if he got bit by Venom or so. it was something weird, but he's starting to get really angry. And uh, it's, it's that James Brown uh, tune where he's, uh, what is it, Ride Your Funky Soul or something like that. Get up, get yourself together. Mm-hmm. That, that, it, yeah, it, it, it's a good little tune. So I, I got that one. That's one of my favorites. But all James Brown stuff, I got that. Anyway, don't, you know, I, I like a lot of music, by the way, so. There, there you have it man we, we we could have like a like a just a, a melting pot of a podcast you know just talking about music you know what like if i'm not listening to something that's going on on rg if i'm home and i'm at my desk like i'm listening to music i've you know i just seem to put the same stuff on and you mentioned jay-z i still have reasonable reasonable doubt it's still one of my most played albums in i think in my library and that's one of his older albums uh man we have a lot to talk about and thanks for tuning in. We just dropped a bunch of good musicians and artists, but right now you're listening to us. So we appreciate you. And yeah. if you're looking for any old boring week in the NFL, this wasn't it. This was not it. And I know we're going to talk about NFL league standings and Antonio Brown and the whole nine yards. As a matter of fact, I quit. I'm off this podcast. I'm not coming back. Taking my shirt off. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Hope, hopefully everybody see, hears me running away. I'm rolling my chair. I'm done. I quit. I, I'm not doing this. What, what is this? I'm not doing this. I'm done. Come on, man. You were, you were 60 minutes away from your incentives. Come on, man. You can't quit. You were so close. I, I, I don't care about that. You're not getting paid, man. I'm done. <laughs> man. Dre, did you think that news was real when you saw it? Oh, real! I was watching the game when it happened. Like I was just like, I said, "Nah, this can't be real life." I'm like, "This has to be like a glitch in the matrix or something." Like this is just crazy. Like, did they show him walking off the field on TV live? Yeah, they showed it. They they, they showed him like jumping up, waving to the fans, and how he did his little peace out and running um at the end zone. I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, "This man just cost me a lot of money." That's all. That's the first thing I thought about in my head. Like. How much money Antonio Brown has cost me? Like, yeah. I and I was just like, you know what? Hey, it is what it is. And you have to move on to the next week. But he needs to get some serious help. And hopefully he does get it. Um, Yeah, hopefully he does get it. That's all I got to say. I'll talk yeah. about it already. 
you guys know how fast the internet moves. Someone sent me a screenshot or a meme or something of it while the games were going on. That's how fast the internet moves anymore. The internet is undefeated. And I, I thought it was a joke because I, I was watching the Tennessee Miami game and I've, I'm in three league finals. I had Antonio Brown in one of them where I'm probably going to lose by a handful of points besides the point uh, chief. I mean, it's hard to take for me. It's hard to take a definitive stand on how I feel about this without knowing all the details. We saw reports today come out from uh, Rappaport. I think it was Rappaport. Someone extremely credible, you know, one of the few, you know, mainstream reporters. And, you know, there's one angle of it that allegedly he didn't Antonio Brown didn't think he was fully healthy and Arians wanted him to check in. And Arians said, if you're not going to check in, see you later. You're off the team. So he left. He said, I'm out of here. I, I don't know. Like until we find out what actually what dialect actually happened down there. I, I don't know how to feel. I mean, if, if he's I, I don't know. I mean, you saw Tom Brady give an immediate like sympathetic reaction towards it. Here's what I will say. These are the facts. OK. I don't like to mix facts with feelings. Tom Brady had somewhat of um, an affinity for Antonio Brown. He won him around. I think he felt like Antonio Brown's an asset. Bruce Arians, on the other hand, does not like Antonio Brown and did not want Antonio Brown around. Although Antonio Brown did positively impact this team and single-handedly, I don't think people even realize how good single-handedly had one of the best goal line route runs of his career, I think, in helping secure this Buccaneers championship last year. I mean, he had the DB on the ground off like a five-yard route. It was incredible. I definitely think Antonio Brown needs help, but I know I gave a long pause there. Um, you know, I, I think it's a big deal. And, and here's why I say that. Somebody brought this up in the prop shop the other day. Um, there have been guys that have retired at halftime, right? There are guys that have done that. And, but, you know, and it's been weird, but they were in their, their right minds. And, and one, of the, one of the guys brought the fact that it was Vontae Davis. Do you guys remember when Vontae Davis retired at halftime? He was like, man, y'all boys got it. And he just retired that day, right? Antonio Brown, and I, and I want us to really think about this, because, yeah, I know we're saying, yeah, Antonio Brown's crazy. And Antonio Brown has had chances, right? And so I think as humans, when we say, oh, this guy's had chances, we, we have a more negative stance on him because of the trouble he's been in in the past few years. Here's my question. What football player in their right mind takes off their jersey in the middle of a game in the end zone, throw their gloves and everything, throws it out, makes a scene, and gives up their chance to make a few more million the rest of the season? Because he was going to get it if he played. Who does that? And, and, and if you can say the answer is probably nobody but Antonio Brown, then we can definitely say Antonio Brown needs some help. Yeah, nobody but Antonio Brown. <laughs> Correct. It's a right. Fact. It's a cold hard fact, man. Like this, this guy. I don't know. Like I posted a tweet about it before. Like, yeah, the memes and everything is all funny, and it's the truth. It is funny and everything. But like, ever since he took that hit from Vontez Burford, he hasn't been the same. And that, and that to me, to me, I think that's like a fact. It's out there. You can go look it up. He had never gotten in trouble really in the league. Maybe one incident beforehand. After that, it was just a string of incidents happening back-to-back with him. So I think CT is real. Um, I think that they need to just address it um, accordingly and and get him the help that he needs. And I think everything that he's done is just, like I said, a cry for help. But he has to be the first to admit that and and want it at the end of the day. I agree. My, my last comment on this situation is this. It has nothing to do with Antonio Brown. It has everything to do with Josh Gordon. I know we've said Antonio Brown is done, but nobody's kicked Josh Gordon out of the league. As Josh Gordon has tried to get help, 
he is still on the Kansas City Chiefs the last I checked. Am I right about that? Yeah, you're right. That was a rhetorical question. I need I did need the answer, and that's the reason I brought it up. If anybody has given this league hope that you can return after issues, it's Josh Gordon. He gets a job every year, at least for a few weeks. And I haven't heard anything bad coming out of the Chiefs organization about him. Now, will he be there next season? Maybe not. But no one's said anything, right? I haven't seen Josh Gordon get in trouble this season. Good for him. I mean, it's about time. I mean, you got to love that. Pretty nice seasonal gig he's had. Man, come on Correct. in. We'll give you a prove-it deal. Um, Correct. He's going to be in the postseason with a real chance of getting a he, ring. What a story that will be. But uh, I, you're right. I mean, we could spend how long speculating about Antonio Brown. I hope he's all right. He's one of the best receivers any of us have ever seen. You can't argue with that. I will say the last bit of drama, uh, Terrell Owens was not thrilled about being drug into the who's the bigger diva debate on Twitter. He kind of chimed in and, uh, and said, you guys are crazy. It is always the wide receiver, though. Isn't that the, the common like, conception? Whether, you know, the, the, the biggest diva is typically the receiver. Well, I don't know. I, if, if Antonio Brown really is struggling mentally and, and has issues, I, you know, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I watched him play a lot of football. I hope he's all right. Um, and I'm curious to see how this develops. Can we get like a documentary or a hard knocks or can we, can we just get some kind of full disclosure? This Tampa Bay team is probably more unique and interesting than we realize with a locker room with Gronk, AB, Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, like a couple years down the road. I love to see an ESPN film about it and just see like, what the hell's going on? But you're right. There was bad, not bad blood, but if it wasn't Tom Brady joining Tampa Bay, Antonio Brown wouldn't have been a Buccaneer, but you know what? Maybe he wouldn't have been a Patriot either. Maybe Antonio Brown would have never had the second or third chance if it wasn't for Tom Brady. He was staying at his house. Remember that? Like they were roommates. Yeah. I mean, Brady did whatever he could and uh, to help his buddy out and, and to win football games. So also, anyway. can I ask you guys another question? What What, are, what is Buccaneers going to do? Their wide receiver room is depleted. Chris Galvin's not coming back. They got a championship to try to win. What? Is, who's the wide receiver that they're going to sign off the street and try to bring in? Like who's out there right now? I mean, is it Keyshawn Johnson? Is it Michael Irvin? Like, which one of these guys has come out of retirement to, to try to get another another ring? I'm kidding, but you get my point. Like, I don't think they can – they beat the Jets yesterday, and they were struggling. Tom Brady had to pull a rabbit out of his hat. Who in the – they're not going to get to the championship with just Mike Evans and these other guys. Uh, what's Fournette's status? You know, protect Gronk at all costs next week too. I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, gosh, can they make a trade and go get DJ Moore from Carolina or something? I'm, I'm, I'm being funny. I, I'm, I'm really being funny. But you guys get my point. It, they're going to need some help if they're going to win a championship this season. Or, or one of these guys that keeps catching touchdowns at the end of the game is going to have to emerge as the new Chris Godwin. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. You've reached Des Bryant's phone. Please leave a message. Can the guy still play? <laughs> hey, he caught on with Baltimore for a little. He played in some meaningful football for the Ravens. I have no idea off the top of my head. Other than, Dre, do you have any, anybody coming to mind? I, I really don't know. Nah, there's no one that comes to my mind. My thought is that they're going to just run, run um, a lot of tight end action, run a lot of these tight ends out there. So they got three yeah. two tight ends. And then this mixing these wide receivers with Mike Evans. Scotty Miller, Rashard Perriman, Ty, John- I mean, Johnson, they're just going to have to mix them all in. That's all they're going to have to do. Hey, O.J. Howard wanted an opportunity, and now now there's pressure to perform. Uh, he's throttled into a, a bigger role than he probably ever thought he'd be in at this time of the season. Anyway, so that was the biggest elephant in the room, I guess, for our review segment. Chief, let's talk some real-life football some scenarios here i know you want to talk about some standings oh you know i love the standings damn crazy playoff picture so uh (laughs) i'll I'll pass the mic over to you break it down okay so first of all let's talk about the division winners afc chiefs have already clinched the division when i counted this team out shame on me and i've said that all all season after they want to run shame on me for counting chiefs out 
Bengals. Guys, the Bengals have clinched the division. The Bengals. Uh, the Titans have clinched the division. Now, and this is the AFC, Bills and Patriots are in a race for the wild card. One's going to be a wild card and one's going to clinch the division. Then let's talk about uh, these other teams here that, man, may have made it. You've got the Chargers and Raiders at nine and seven. And, you know, I can't remember if they can actually get in. I think they've still got somewhat of a chance. Cowboys clinched the division. Eagles have clinched the wild card spot at nine and seven. And, Luch, this is for you. You know, this is, you know, all the things I've talked about. As bad as we thought Justin uh, uh, Jalen Hurts was, you got to give these rookies time. And guess what? He hasn't played fantastic, but this team is winning football games. And winning cures all woes. Eagles, 9-7. and seven. Rams, 12-4. and four. Cardinals, 11-5. and five. Both have clinched the wild card. Either the Rams or the Cardinals are going to clinch this division. I think the Rams are going to get it. Packers have clinched the conference. Not the division, not a wild card. They're number one in the NFC, period. Already got a bye week locked up. I think that's big news for the Packers. Already having a bye week locked up with all the turmoil they've had to deal with, with, um, with, uh, with, with, with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. That, that's a Stephen A. reference, but Matt Lafleur um, clinching, clinching the, the conference is big. Buccaneers have already clinched the division, are 12 and 4. Um, they're in. So th- th- that's the standings. And then we're kind of going to move this thing from there. So no Seahawks, no 49ers. Um, Eagles are in. So th- there you have it. That- that's kind of kind of where we are. And then Bills Patriots is up for grabs. And remember, Luch, we said at the end of the season, if the Bills would have kept losing, this Patriots Jets, uh, Patriots Dolphins game. Might not have meant as much to the Patriots had they beat the Bills the, uh, in the past few weeks. But now it doesn't matter. You get what I'm saying? Like if they lose, and I think I think the Bills have beat them. Have the Bills beat them twice head to head now? Bills beat who? The Bills have beat the Patriots twice now head to head, right? No, 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 no. They split? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right, because they had that one game where they ran the whole game. Yeah, yeah, so they've split, but I think the Bills are going to clinch the division. That, that's basically what I was trying to get at um, with that statement. But, yeah, so I, I think the Bills are going to clinch, and there you have it. All roads lead through Baltimore, except, you know, when the except whoever clinches the conference, which, I mean, right now it's probably looking like the Chiefs are going to clinch the conference. So all roads lead through Buffalo until they have to play the Chiefs. Uh, Tennessee's getting that bye, buddy. Tennessee's getting that bye. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> this is not the trap week. This is not it. Ten and a half point favorites. Deontay Foreman, Mike Vrabel revenge game. You can go to NRG Stadium and sit for, for 12 bucks and watch the Titans maybe clinch the one seed this week. I'm not doing it, uh, but it would be a cheap trip. What a difference uh, a couple of weeks makes. That Bengals victory, that last stretch of game managed by Zach Taylor to not give Mahomes any time left, a couple of flags in that process was just unbelievable. Titans are in the driver's seat. Winning, they got the one. They got the tiebreaker over Kansas City. Because, oh, Tennessee is the worst one seed of all time. They beat Kansas City by, like, 27 earlier this year. So I don't want to hear that garbage. Let me backtrack first because I'm not going to – I'm not going to talk 60 minutes about the Titans, I promise, although I'd love to. The Niners, the nine, I just want to reiterate, the Niners can get in, but they need your Saints to lose, Boogie. If the Saints lose, I believe the Niners can get in uh, with either a win over the Rams or a Saints loss. But if the Niners lose, and I'm sure you know this better than I do, the Saints are live. Uh, yeah, from what I'm looking at right now, um, who we play? We play the Falcons Sunday. Easy, that should be easy money, but hopefully we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, if they, if they win, they're in. I think if they win, they're in. I know, but also San Francisco, I think if they win, they're in too. So it might not even matter because um, they already have the, 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 the lead over us right now, um, which is com- 
using how didn't we play yesterday? Yeah, we did. This I don't even know if it updated on ESPN. Sorry, and, but oh, the Niners play the Rams too, and the Rams need to win to keep the division, mean to win the division, right? Because they didn't clinch it yet. Yeah, they yeah they, yeah, they got to win. That's if they win, that's a wrap. Both sides, big game. Both sides, both. Yeah, you so, know, I and I honestly, I think like the way that the Rams are playing right now, I think that they're going to win. So they'll be what nine and eight, and. New Orleans will be nine and eight. I think we should be able to sneak in at that point, but I'm not sure yet. I have to, I have to and this is not telling me exactly what it is, but I gotta look into it and see. It's a long shot, though. Here's a here's a, a an, an amazing playoff scenario for you. If the Colts somehow implode and lose to the Jaguars, somehow <laughs> by some, I know where you're going with this. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I want, I want to that, see. It. Right. That Raiders and Chargers game, if the Colts somehow lose to the Jaguars, somehow, if the Raiders and Chargers tie, both the Raiders and Chargers would get in. It's 2021. Can they flip the coin, shake hands, and just need the ball for 60 minutes plus overtime and say, screw well, the Colts, man. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If – if I'm in that game and I know for sure that the Jaguars pull a rabbit out of the hat, there's no way I listen. There's a gentleman's agreement. There is a gentleman's agreement here. Okay. Look, if you score a field goal, we'll score a field goal. If you score a touchdown, we'll score a touchdown, but there's no way there. Listen, there's no way. We're leaving this game Come with a on. win. We're both Come tired. On. This isn't <laughs> like this isn't like I'm playing you in Madden and my game froze and I'm like, I'll give you a two touchdown lead at the start, Chief. I'll catch up. But the Raiders and Chargers also hate each other, so there's that. But I don't know, Dre. Nah, I, I, I'm kidding. You you play to win the game. I, I'm I'm really kidding. You play to win the game. Well, hey, you but, go you go back. Listen, I'm up in the in the Northeast, Dre. You remember a couple? I know you both do, but Dre, I'll swing it over to you. Remember the whole Eagles Cowboys thing where uh, where um, someone was reliant on the other team and they benched their starters because they wanted to prevent injury. I think well, the Eagles needed yeah, Dallas. The Eagles, the yep. Eagles, Eagles mm-hmm. bench instead of playing. I think Jalen Hurts. It was last year. It was, last, it was last year. It feels like 10 years ago. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, like the whole game. I'm like, what are you doing? Had a chance to upset and, and, and make it where I think the Cowboys or someone didn't get or Washington didn't get in the um get in the playoffs. And they just said, Oh, we just want, we just want to get a seat a field to get to see how our, our rookie quarterback is gonna play or this other quarterback. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, that's the reason why the guy doesn't have a job now as a head coach in the football league. So that is true. Hey, shout out to the birds though. Yeah, they said Nick Sirianni stunk. Everybody hey, said Jalen Hurts stunk. Yeah, yeah, I weren't supposed to make it this year. So this was yeah, like year to just grow and get better and see what y'all got and y'all made it in. So shout out to y'all for for shout out to the Eagles for doing that. Who? who Who's the scariest team in each conference? If it, you know, all things considered, Dre, like AFC, NFC, is there a team you don't want to, you wouldn't want to face as a, as a fan of another team or just as another team in general right now? Well, in the AFC, if I'm anyone in the AFC, I don't want to see Cincinnati. I don't want to see Cincinnati and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I don't want to see that combo if I'm anyone in the AFC. And the NFC, Honestly, there's no no team that really kind of out there that's scary. Maybe no one don't want to see the Rams. Nah, man. I think I think the Rams is the only team that no one might not want to see. Let me say, can I chime in? Yeah. I, I'm gonna hand it back right back to you, Dre. And it's already gonna happen. Nobody wants to go to Lambo right now. I think Tom Brady wants to go to Lambo. Just to keep it a hundred. But, but you get what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, like yeah. people do not want to go to Lambo right now, for two reasons. I mean, it's cold, and you got to play Aaron Rodgers. Whoo! I don't know, man. I don't know. That that's a tough one for me. Not many teams are built for it. I mean, you know, 
The Rams. With, with, with Lenny out of this offense, the Bucks don't stand a chance right now if they got to go to Lambeau and compete with, with Rodgers. They don't stand a chance. They got a one-two punch at running back and all their receivers are healthy. It, it's a wrap. By the way, terrible news on uh, Michael Gallup torn ACL. Uh, that's right. Good young player. So that being said, regardless, Dre, I, I'm curious, where do you, where, where are the Cowboys right now in terms of consistency and, and just playing? Like, I feel like they're Jekyll and Hyde every other week, you know? Yeah, they are. Um, their defense is, is very elite. It's just that offense sometimes it's, it stalls out. And I just think because they don't have a running game that they can get with consistently. Um, Zeke has not been healthy all year, so I think that's played a major factor into it. Um, and also, this is Dax's first full year coming off that um, broken ankle that he had last year. So um, I think that it's going to take some time for them to get get right. But I don't. I, I see. I can see them losing in the first round of the playoffs. I don't see them like how everybody, how some people say, oh, they're going all the way to the Super Bowl. Nah, I don't think that's happening this year. It's going to be fun. We'll be back to talk more next week, I believe. We're going to run this food for thought thing as long as we can until someone tells us no. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. But uh, it's fun to talk about these playoff situations. Um, I'm, I'm excited if these playoffs run through Nashville for the Titans. I mean, we talked about the Titans a little bit, Chief, in the past, and Oh, you can't lose to the Jets and the Texans. Well, every team has at least one or two head scratchers this season. That the margin for error is so small. Hey, I mean, Tennessee's what five and three without Henry. Supposedly, he's going to practice this week. AJ Brown's back. Maybe Julio gives you anything. But I think the real thing is, first of all, Tennessee shattered the record of bodies used in a season. The defense is healthy. The Titans defense made such a turnaround. You guys know as DFS players, who are you targeting almost all season in the past game or anything? You targeted against the Titans. I mean, that front four, they pick up Zach Cunningham off waivers who played his way out of Houston, I think, intentionally. <laughs> Kevin Byers doing his thing. I, you know, nobody wants the Titans to win because they're not fun. They don't pass the ball. They're like shoving a square peg through a round hole because they're just going to run the ball, run the ball. Play action, Tannehill still stings. Oh, then he does it to you, right? Then he goes over the top or runs it with his legs. So uh, I'm interested to see, first of all, the Titans haven't hosted a divisional game since 2008. Things were different in 2008 for sure. A long time. So I don't know. As a fan, I, I, I know Kansas City lost to Cincinnati. But I, I still – I would not want to see the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Like, that environment is like the equivalent – almost the equivalent of, of Lambeau. It's close. I, it's just, you know, no knock to Green Bay. But I, obviously they have a great crowd. But I think the weather elements in Lambeau slightly outweigh the crowd factor. But Arrowhead, that stadium is electric. I mean, just like having to go in a silent count the whole game in Arrowhead would be a disaster for most teams. So the Chiefs still worry me. You know, we'll see if the Colts, you know, the Colts obviously is the media's darlings and, uh, you know, they're a team who can run the ball and play defense as well, which in the cold weather, I mean, no one wants to, to deal with that. So one more, I will ask you guys one more question and, and feel free to take one more lap about anything playoff related before we move on. But what about the NFL MVP here? You know, you can still get Tom Brady at, Pretty good plus money on some books, and Aaron Rodgers seems to be the heavy favorite. Is Aaron Rodgers a lock for this thing, Chief and Dre, or is this thing still kind of up for grabs? I mean, Aaron Rodgers hasn't really he, – he's been impressive. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, honestly, my vote for MVP – would probably, hear me out, and, and I'm not trying to overlook what uh, Aaron Rodgers has done, okay? Not trying to overlook what he's what he's done. It, 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 it might be uh, uh, my, my guy from the Bengals, man. Um, 
God. Joe Burrow? No. Jamar Chase? Listen, man. Jamar's been electric most of the season. And he's going to win rookie of the year. He's going to win rookie of the year. Never mind. I was thinking about offensive player of the year. Never mind. Sorry. I'm off base here. Rodgers is probably going to win MVP. But um, I, I definitely think Jamar should win win uh, offensive player of the year for sure. What are your thoughts, Trey? I don't know. Uh, I'm not – I'm like, I understand, like, four interceptions all year. That's impressive. And um, that, he, um, that he's only thrown 35 um, touchdowns. That's very impressive by Aaron Rodgers this year. But I just feel like it has to go to either Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor. One of these guys, they, they've been – like, obviously, it's consistency all year with, with, with Aaron Rodgers, but cons- consistency all year with Cooper Cup. He's been doing this a long time. And if he gets to 2,000 yards, you got to give that man the MVP, in my opinion, too. That, that's, that's a hard feat to get to as a receiver. 2,000 receiving yards – and however many touchdowns he's going to have, I think you have to give it to him if he gets there. Um, Jonathan Taylor, though, he's just been he's been amazing too. Um, I, it's just hard to see the giving it to them, just because. Wait, let um, me say it. Let me say it because Derrick Henry wasn't in the conversation when he went nuclear as a running back. A running back's never going to get it at this point if Henry or Taylor never got it. Yeah, like like thing about this, that's that's it's crazy because a, 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 they always want to give it to a quarterback, but. It needs to change the the award or something because a quarterback controls the whole team. You're gonna give them the you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna always praise them when they're winning and then get on them when they're losing. So like if a guy does yeah, not that many interceptions and has like three thousand, four thousand yards, we call it an MVP season, but but we're still passing it's still a passing league, majority of it. So I I don't know. I just I just personally think it should go to Cooper Cup or or Jonathan Taylor, because both of what these guys are doing is amazing and it's hard to do. It's not easy. Well, you know what? You know what, Dre? You you just corrected me, brother. I appreciate you. Um, definitely Cooper Cup. He, he's been amazing. Can we just change the name of the award since they just give it to a quarterback every year? Like, just change the name. Here's a good piece of trivia. No looking, no looking, no looking. Can you either tell me who or when was the last non-quarterback to win the MVP award? Who or when? I'll give you this. They won. There was a, a back-to-back stretch of two years where a non-quarterback won the MVP. It was a running back. I know that. And in the and since since 197. Oh my God. Excuse me. <laughs> Since 1997, there's only been one, two, three, four, five, six non-running, six non-quarterbacks. I kind of spoiled it there that have won the award. So I mean, seriously, like we're talking almost 80 percent of the time, it's a quarterback winning the award. Who was the last one? Any guesses off the top of your guys' head? Feel free to play at home. I feel like it's a running back. Um, I think it's if it's if it's a long time ago, maybe Adrian Peterson's the last person I can see possibly. Oh, I missed him. You're right. So there was one more. He you you nailed it, man. You're good. I missed him. He was 2012. Oh. Yeah, a- AP was on the cover of Madden, man. Yeah. Woo. Yep. yep. That that version of AP was different animal. Before AP, yeah. my, that's my mistake. I didn't see him. So there's one more running back to the list. It was LT in 06. Yeah. And then it was your boy, Sean Alexander in 05. Man, he was he was good. Remember that four-touchdown Monday night game he had? You know what? I wonder what happened to him. They made that ESPN commercial where he slipped uh, on something in the kitchen. And ever since then, he wasn't right. I wonder if he really got hurt on the set. I'll never forget that. <laughs> like I don't know. He was the man. Anyway. There you have it. There's the MVP take. Sounds like the guys like Cooper Cup, you know, Aaron Rodgers will probably. Yeah, honestly, Cooper it. Cup deserves it, man. He does. Like, period. That, that he, he deserves it, bottom line. He, he deserves it. All right. Let's look ahead, and we already talked about a couple of games here. 
uh, that have massive playoff implications. Uh, but we got to make sense of some DFS talk here. And of course, it's late Monday night and looking to the next week feels like an eternity pretty often. By the way, Monday night could have been Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Pittsburgh. We'll see. We will see. Um, anyway, we got two Saturday games and I know they're not on the main slate. But I know most of you tuning in will be playing some Daily Fantasy because who doesn't like a Saturday two-gamer, right? So, first of all, we're going to talk about the main slate. But, obviously, the Chiefs are a heavy favorite on the road. Probably not much, not much to say about that game. You know, Denver and, and Drew Locke and, and whatever. But I want to hear a prediction on the Dallas-Philadelphia game here. Vegas has it that da- uh, Dallas is a seven-point road favorite. In Philly, you know, the link is going to be popping on Saturday night. The Birds fans will be out. You guys got to lean on that game? What are your thoughts? Do the the Eagles have a chance here, Chief? Yeah, they got a chance. Dallas is the best inconsistent team in football. And, and I I mean, it's, it's, it's actually really frustrating. Let me tell you why I say it's frustrating. They go and they beat up on Washington, and then they lose. To the flag football uh, team down the street from my house. What in the world is Dallas doing? Um, and, and look, they were playing Arizona, who is a respectable football team, right? I'm not saying that. But you guys are at home. You got to win that game, right? You, you can't lose to a James Connorless, um, Nuke Hopkins list. Football team, what in the world? What is that? Come on, guys. Super inconsistent. Super inconsistent. They could easily lose to the Eagles, and I wouldn't think anything about it. Um, Dre, before I hand it off to you, my probably unpopular take is that Aaron Rodgers bailed out Mike McCarthy his entire career, just like Aaron Rodgers is currently bailing out Matt LaFleur. Uh, that, that's, that's my personal opinion. I think Mike McCarthy kind of stinks as a head coach. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this one? You going with the with the dogs, the home team birds, or you think Dallas takes care of business? This game is meaningless for both teams, honestly. So I'll probably just go with the underdog just because I like it and there's a way to make money. So I'll go with Philly. I think, right. they, I think they're gonna rest their starters, both teams. <laughs> That's <laughs> ironic after last year. Yeah. <laughs> Playing against <laughs> each other. Um, all right. Let's take a look at some DFS stuff here. Let's try to find some good game environments to target. You do have a couple of lopsided favorites on the card. Obviously, the Colts are 15.5-point road favorites against Jacksonville. Their team total is almost 30. Tennessee, another heavy road favorite against Houston. Uh, You know, Right now, team total is about 26.5, it looks like. Uh, then you have a bunch of uh, lowerish totals. Really, I mean, you have a couple floating around 40. The Washington New York Giants game is 38 and a half. Uh, your Saints on the road, 40 total right now. Uh, Buffalo, uh, they're a lopsided favorite as well. 17 point home favorites against the Jets. So uh, a couple of potentials for blowouts and then maybe some ugly football. You got Minnesota with who knows what the quarterback situation is going to be. I don't even know what day it is. I lost track of how many days Kirk Cousins has been in protocol. I I don't know. So uh, there's something to monitor there too. Um, Man, like nothing screaming. Wow. Great game environment here. So I think uh, it's going to be interesting and it it might make for a good DFS slate. Chief, is there anything that sticks out to you either team wise or, or game environment wise? And, you know, I'm always on some some interesting stuff, man. And the one game that I think I don't want to overlook is the pushover game. It's Green Bay at Detroit. I'm not overlooking this game. Detroit's getting thrashed by everybody. Uh, I'm throwing all of my concerns. Which game do I feel like might be the most competitive? Uh, maybe the 
the, the uh, 49ers at the Rams because it means something. But look, man, Green Bay should have a field. This might be the easiest game they've had all year. In Detroit, we used to get – remember, we used to get this matchup on Thanksgiving. Green Bay in Detroit at the, at the Dome or in, in Green Bay. We're going to get Green Bay at Detroit at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. Mr. Aaron Rodgers is priced up to 7800 on DK, right? Mr. Aaron Jones is 7300 when, you know, he hasn't quite been getting all the work. Mr. A.J. Dillon is 6200 He might have another big game. Oh, don't forget about Devontae Adams at 9400 this week, who may, in fact – be the only uh, wide receiver that's able to keep pace with Cooper Cup from a fantasy point perspective has one of the easiest matchups on the board. Listen, man, Green Bay should be rolling in this spot. They should be rolling. I'm all over this. I'm not sure how much ownership they're going to get, but I'm going to treat this like Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and, and, and Antonio Brown. I'm going to have QB wide, running back wide receiver. And, and I'm going to do one with um, Rodgers, Jones, and, um, and Adams, and then another one with Rodgers, Dylan, and Adams, and let it roll from there. And, you know, maybe Alan Lazard catches another bomb or something like that. You know, who knows how this shakes out. But I, I love the Packers' offensive attack this week against Detroit, as probably will everyone else. I, I think I think, but 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 this is this is my spot this week, at least on a Monday night before a Sunday slate. So, St. Brown's volume's been ridiculous, and I was uh, unfortunate enough to be playing him in two against him in two of my championship games and season long. I feel like when people talk about season long now, it's like ancient dinosaur stuff. But I still play in a couple home leagues where we play for. Decent stakes and, and pretty serious bragging rights. So look at that volume, Dre. St. Brown, 12, 12, 11, 11, 11. Multiple quarterbacks in the mix. Is he an obvious run back in this Green Bay game? I guess I'll ask you, uh, Chief, I'll send it over to you first since you like Green Bay. I mean, is he the obvious guy if you're thinking about game stacking in the Dome of Detroit? Um, I think I just – maybe. Okay. Maybe. I, I, I want to know what they're going to do with DeAndre Swift this week. That's fair. You get what it's like they, they didn't do anything last week. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dre. No, I was just saying they're not playing him this week. I think, like, they, there was a – all this coach talk with whatever he was saying before about, oh, Swift's going to get a lot of work this week. Can we have four, what, four touches, four carries, something like that? This past week, which is ridiculous, um, so I don't think that he's going to get work. Why? Why give him the work in the last game of the season, and when he when he's just getting healthy, let him go into the off season at this point, and just be and just get healthy and come back next year and see what you got. I I think that's the route they're going to go. Uh, St. Brown to me is an elite play. Sixty eight hundred on DK is too is is is. On, and it's probably appropriately priced, maybe a little bit too cheap, but he's quarterback proof. I think they're gonna. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is gonna play this game. Um, they locked up everything. They don't have nothing to play for. So you might you might see. So I think you're gonna see Jordan Love out there with with maybe some of these other guys. I'm not I'm not interested in playing Jordan Love at all. I'll be more so on the Detroit side. I love the I love getting to. Um, I'm St. Um, Brown here in this spot. Um, I wouldn't even mind getting to just Jamal Williams if he's going to be playing getting a lot of the work because I can see him um, playing against some, some of these backups and trying to run all, run all over them and get a little bit of a – having a good game against his old team. So, Yeah, that's the beauty of doing this thing on a Monday. We don't know who's, who's in or who's out, especially like Aaron Rodgers changes things quite a bit. Um, so it's good to cover both hypotheticals. Yeah, I mean, St. Brown last three weeks, 40% air yard market share, 37, 36. I mean, there's the air yards. We talked about the targets, so good spot for him, I think, too. Any games or teams sticking out for you, Dre? Um, looking at it right now, like the game that, I'm, that I think that we should target the most, it's going to be probably these later games for sure. Um, 
like, but but somebody like like Indy Jacksonville that means something to to Indy still. So that game was something I, I just want to target like Jonathan Taylor from that game. Like it's, it's gonna be bits and pieces from these games. Nothing really mainly like a game sack that you want could but that you want to go off unless we get these um like early in the week as far as actors and inactives as far as the um quarterbacks that are gonna be playing or not because some of these games at one o'clock they don't mean much of anything for most of these teams. Um unless somebody unless these veterans just want to play because they have some type of incentive to to get to and that's something we should make um be aware of. Um so like I, I like may, maybe focus on like New Orleans, like the afternoon games like New Orleans and Atlanta. Since that means something, since they're playing for a playoff spot, that that's going to be a good one, I think, to focus on. That's obviously Chiefs mentioned the San Francisco LA game. I think that's a fantastic one too as well. Um, and then um, I think we got one more that I think is pretty that that thing is pretty decent. Um, I think it well can the Bengals? No, nah, they can't get the number one. They they can only get the number one seed. I think that 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 could be an interesting slot. Hear me out. If Tennessee loses, and, the, and Cincinnati, and and then the Chiefs lose, right? I think Cincinnati has a chance for number one seed. Correct. Yep. So that could change everything, and we'll. I think we'll probably get that news early. Well, well obviously we'll get that news probably pretty quickly as far as if obviously Saturday night because if Kansas City wins, then you don't have to worry about it. But if they lose, then you have to plan for Joe Burrow and plan for this guy. And, that, and that's the thing. It's going to be a lot of late swapping, a lot of things that we be moving around. Um, actually, you're going to have to play Joe Burrow outright. And I, and I like that spot, playing him against um, against Cleveland. And he's been on a roll and I've been on a tear lately. So if Kansas City loses, we got a, we got a dogfight um, where you got Tennessee and Cincinnati going to be banging out for the number one spot. Could happen. You know, I'm, I'm looking at running back here, Alvin Kamara, 8,300, and maybe the narrative of Taysom Hill doesn't, Taysom, uh, doesn't check down, might be dying. You know, he's gotten a fair share of targets. I'm preaching to the choir here, Dre. You, as the Saints fan, played a gauntlet of a, of a run D schedule last three games, Tampa Bay, Miami, Carolina, elite run Ds. Atlanta gives up a lot of points to running backs. The last couple seasons, uh, it's a little different under Arthur Smith. Uh, they pretty much gave up everything underneath the running backs as well. So I think Kamara is in a great spot, especially in that New Orleans game that you talked about. I, I think some of the Titans are interesting. And, you know, if you tuned into this pod, you know I'm a pretty reasonably unbiased fan. But listen, that Miami-Tennessee game, uh, disgusting weather. I bet the under. Roth was Kevin Roth was on the under before me. Shout out to Weatherman Weather Parlay. Uh, Love those weather unders. It was a gross game. I'm willing to throw that game out from a statistical output. Like you're going to Houston to play in good conditions when you need like everything is on the line to get that by. You have a condensed condensed target share against a, a, a depleted defense in good conditions. I mean AJ Brown, AJ Brown should be a volume monster. I mean, we can even, unless there's a complete free square, and there probably could, there probably will be by the time Friday rolls around with COVID or something. Although everybody in the league already had it, so I don't know who's left to get it. But Deontay Foreman in this game script, 5,700. I mean, I don't expect Miami numbers from last week, but he's cheap. He's kind of obvious value, maybe. I think he's super interesting against these Texans. So I do like some of the Titans here. I mean, there aren't a lot to pick from because that target tree is is super condensed. That's for sure. Worth mentioning. Worth mentioning uh, how good Sony Michelle's been for the Rams. Um, anything stick out to you guys at running back here? I'm just scrolling through. You got you know Nick Chubb against Cincy, seventy nine. Dalvin Cook against Chicago at seventy eight. Aaron Jones, Najee Harris against Baltimore. And Baltimore has been hit or miss defensively. Interesting spot for Najee, potentially. David Montgomery. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it's just another Jonathan Taylor week, another day at the office. Don't, don't overthink this. <laughs> just plug him in. Play in Jacksonville. In a game they need, too. 
Yeah. Right. Well, I will say this. Rashad Penny's been unleashed seemingly at the end of the season. We'll see how it goes. I like Penny a lot. You can run on this Cardinals team, which blows my mind that Zeke and Dallas like couldn't get anything going. I, you know, you can run on the Cardinals. So I think I like that call quite a bit. Uh, Devin Singletary has been playing a lot down the stretch. What do you, what do you guys think of him? Dre, you're shaking your head over there. What do you think Singletary is intriguing at all? Yeah, I like I like him today. I mean, well, some, coming up on Sunday, if he's because as long as he's going to play and get a lot of the work, well, it's for a division, so he's going to have to play a lot. So I like using him. Six um, K is a good fair price too. It's not a bad price for him. Um, a lot of these cheap running backs going to be in play. I, I feel for sure. AJ Dillon's another one I think that we should look at too. So I don't think uh, I don't know. I mean, he, I know he's a part of that main rotation, but I can see him probably getting probably the heavier workload and then probably not playing after like maybe three quarters um, and then them bringing in some other running backs. But Devin Singletary is someone I definitely would be interested in getting um, a lot of exposure to come Sunday. You mentioned Foreman. Foreman, he's getting like, I, he's, it's not, I, I wish he was just consistent, but he was like last week, he got like almost like Derrick Henry workload, like 26 attempts. Um, and then the week before that was only nine, the week and then 22. So I feel like, I feel like they want to give him a lot of attempts and, and rushing attempts to keep to establish the run. But I feel like sometimes if they get behind, they got to start passing the ball. So maybe, maybe that's probably what's been going on with the game, way the game strip has been going. So, but Foreman is a, it's a nice play, I think, today. Um, and then this guy, this guy for the, um, for the, uh, for Washington, uh, uh Jarrett Patterson. He's someone that um, had a pretty decent game, had a pretty good game against the Giants. Um, I know, I don't know what the COVID nineteen protocols are with Antonio Gibson. Um, I don't know if he, because if you have COVID, I'm assuming you have to be out the full time. But if you don't have it, and it's like a close contact, you can probably come back. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Because, but if, but Jared Patterson, I think it's a good option if Antonio Gibson misses again. Um, and then we got to get into, um, like, I know he's, I know sometimes you can't really run, well, you can a little bit run the ball on them, but they're on Bukwale. I think he's a nice option that you can um, get to against uh, Indian, against Indy. It's going to be a little bit tough, I know, to run on them, but he's getting enough workload at 5-2 where he can give you, a, like, a decent score of, like, 14, 15 fantasy points and still be valuable um, on the slate, I think. Ugambale, good call on the pronunciation. I don't think I would have nailed that. Uh, good, good calls, good calls. Yeah, Jarrett Patterson, Matt Conference, Buffalo man, gotta love it. Yeah, he'll he should get an opportunity if Gibson remains out. Oh, what do you guys think about Ben Roethlisberger's last appearance at Heinz Field? Potentially, is it time for him to go, or are they going to bring him back? And what what's up next, the Chief? You're waving your hands in the air over there because we're getting we're getting live reactions here. As this game has like a minute left in it. What what's going on over there? You're getting giving us a Tiger Woods fist pump and everything. Like you just walked it off on 18. So I don't know what's going on in your head over there, man. Brother. You guys, you you guys don't understand. Cam Hayward, bruh, just came through in the clutch for us. A minute and some change left. Got his last tackle, bruh. It's a good day. It's a good day in the prop shop. It is a good day in the prop shop. It's a good day. My gosh. Give us a plug for Chiefs Prop Shop on our Discord. I can't even give you a plug right now, man. You don't understand. That's how good it is. Yeah, it's it's a good day. It's a good day. Uh, But anyway, head on over to the prop shop. I knew this was going to be celebratory when I I knew Cam got that tackle. My gosh. That's four tackles, folks. By the way, if you're you're following my video, I posted two props. It was a two-for-two power today. Not sure if you guys saw it. It was Cam Hayward over three and a half tackles and Baker Mayfield under first half passing yards. That was it. Those are the only two props I gave out. That ticket is officially, officially cashed. Good stuff, man. I was crushing it over there. Chiefs prop shop, prize picks, thrive, et cetera, props in general. 
and also check out Scores and Odds. The three of us uh, pump some content over there on SAO. And uh, God forbid Nick Chubb actually scored. Man, you're throwing the ball to your tight ends, Baker Mayfield. Anyway, before we get out of here, speaking of this Pittsburgh-Cleveland game, two quarterbacks whose futures are uncertain. I thought it was funny that Baker Mayfield does these at-home insurance commercials because that's where he's going to be pretty soon, at home watching the playoffs and maybe looking for a new team. What are the futures of these two quarterbacks, Chief? And then I'll give it to Dre. What, where could they end up? Could they end up returning? Is Ben going to retire? Like, what? Where's the where's the the bridge for Pittsburgh? What are they going to do next year? Man, they better go and get Russell Wilson. Um, I I really think that's what they need to do. If 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 Russell Wilson wants out of Seattle, th- this is hear me out. I love the Steelers organization because I feel like they give. Every coach, they're, they're just due to coach the team. And, and, and that's why I like the Steelers, right? But this defense is awful. Ben's leaving. Um, look, they, they got to go get Russell. They got to free him out of Seattle. Like, Seattle's just – they're heading the wrong direction. Go get him. That, that's what I'd be doing right now. Forget the draft. Forget, I, give up your first-round pick. You want to you want to have because look at this division right at this point there's only one quarterback that's probably middle of the road or under and that's Baker Mayfield Lamar comes back healthy say what you want about he's running back or whatever he's a weapon and they can't stop him really right so he comes back Baltimore is going to have a chance to win uh, you know they got to deal with Joe Burrow in this division now they need a quarterback if they don't get a quarterback. They're not winning football games in this division. So go get him now, right? You know, as soon as this game is over, thank you, Ben. We appreciate your service. I try to have Russell Wilson and Steelers jersey for the very next game. All right, I'm done. What about Baker Mayfield? Oh, man, listen. I think Baker needs to become Case Keenum. Become the consummate professional, a Brian Hoyer. Become the consummate professional, um, a Joe Flacco, a Matt Schwab. Become the consummate professional and understand that, bro, you just don't have it. You, 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 you can't lead this team to a championship. Dre? Where are these guys going? Ben Rosberg going to a retirement home. He's going to just relax, enjoy retirement, and he's going to be fine with that, I think. Um, and I think that the that the Steelers needed uh, – first of all, team, I get what you're saying, but Russell Wilson's going, going to New Orleans. He's, he's going to New Orleans. We, we, that, that, that's happening. So <laughs> – no, no, no. We really need that. So, but um, I think that um, I think they they, they have um, who they have? They have that backup. They have the, the backup that um, what team was he on? Haskins, Dwayne Haskins. They have Haskins. I think they should work him out for for a year. See how he is. Um, I think he deserves a shot. Um, after his time in Washington, which wasn't really um. Which was a growing experience, I think, for him. So I think they should give Haskins a shot. He's has a bridge year, try to see what they have in the kid, and then um, if they don't have anything, um, and he's not the quarterback of the future, go in and draft to get a quarterback. If not, then um, I think they should try to use um, um, maybe trade, maybe use a trade for somebody else. I don't know who else they can possibly get though. Um, when it comes to Baker. They, I know they have a contract extension to um, – I mean, contract. they extend his contract for next year, but I think that's it for him. After that, I can't see Cleveland giving him a, a, a long contract, maybe just a one-year deal of anything. It, that is probably because if Cleveland can't get nobody over there, um, I can see oh. that happening. But um, after that, I think Baker will just be – he'll be a journeyman and a backup. 
I don't want to say that on someone's career like that, but I think that's what will end up happening with Baker Mayfield. Um, unless he decides he doesn't want to be a backup and take that go that route, then wow, Najee Harris has really broke one long, and I did not play him in the captain spot. Wow, but yeah. Anyway, I think that's what's going to happen, <laughs> and and they'll be all right um, in the end. And Cleveland will just be Cleveland. We'll see what happens. A lot of shakeup in that AFC North. It's been a fun ride so far this regular season. For those of you that have stuck with us from the original ep- episode, the inaugural Food for Thought NFL, we appreciate you. This isn't for everybody, but it's for someone. We hope you found us somewhat entertaining. We do drop some of those nuggets in chief. We made some good friends along the way. We, you know, that we've both had people DM us, say what's up, like the pod ask us questions we even got some hot sauce from our guy scotty peppers i mean that's what it's all about building a community we appreciate everyone uh that tunes into ruder grinders to you know hear us talk give analysis have some fun if you want to hear some real dfs analysis there's five thousand shows throughout the week and great premium content i'm exaggerating but Dre and chief you guys are always on grinders live and crunch times making appearances or on discord and uh, it's great. It's great to uh, have you guys alongside of me heading into the new year. I appreciate you guys as well. Where can the people find you on Twitter, Drizzy? I know you uh, are a big NBA guy and uh, even ran a free roll, free roll for some Nets tickets a couple weeks ago. That was pretty cool. Good stuff. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'll, I might do it again. Um, actually, I might do it again for this, for this Friday. I'm going to decide on probably within the next day or two if I'm going to do that or not give people another chance to Get some tickets to see maybe the Nets play the um, play the Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll see. But um, you can catch me on Twitter. Go follow me. It's Drizzy underscore DFS. Uh, new Twitter handle for going into 2022 the right way. I'm um, going to try to, you know, see what we can do out here and get and get people the right place and get this money. So you hit me up on there if you have any questions, anything you need. I can help you guys out any kind of way I can. Or same thing, Instagram's the same thing, Drizzy26. Uh, you catch me over there too. Thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you. Chief, got anything for us before we head out of here? Nah, man. Uh, it's been a been a good, good, mostly fun season. And I'm saying that because I don't think we're completely done yet. I think we got a little bit left in the tank with food for thought. Thank you all for hanging out with us, man. And, and join us going on our raves, rants, and rabbit holes. Um I, I think that's what makes this pie great. And, and it's also great because you guys listen to it. So thank you for, for allowing us to be ourselves. And um, hopefully we can continue to bring you what's going on in our minds with football every week. Absolutely. And we're, we've been dropping some heat in the prop shop and on scores and odds, you know, player props, totals, the whole nine yards, check out scores and odds for sure. You know, Drizzy put some stuff on there too. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, had a monster game from Jalen Brown the other night. Had 40 real points. That was fun. So good stuff everywhere. Good start to the new year. I wish everybody a, a happy, healthy, and safe new year as 2022 progresses. So we'll head on out of here for Dre and Will. Um, Justin, good luck and have a good week.